0: Bad and bo- Welcome to the Bad and Bitchy podcast. I'm Erin,
1: and I'm Erica.
0: Happy misogynist of the week, Erica. <laughs> I know you had a fun time researching. I for- did. I did. And so misogynist of the week this week is is the republican candidate for the u.s senate in the state of pennsylvania dr oz who uh who um, is a resident of new jersey and he also owns 10 properties not houses 10 properties because i guess some of them don't have houses on them what yeah this was a He just owns random land yeah or like Things, you know, one of the things that uh, his opponent, John Fetterman, said is that, oh, this guy's a, a millionaire, da-da-da-da-da, he owns, like, 10 houses. And the ca- the Oz campaign came out and said, um, actually, we don't own 10 houses, we own 10 properties, and so they're different. That's uh, even worse. <laughs> I mean. Who's running the comms over there?
1: Come on. I don't, look, they're comms. Woo. Oh, conversely, I was on John Fetterman. So, Dr. Oz, let's set up the scenario for you, listeners. Dr. Oz is running in the Pennsylvania Senate elections, which obviously are going to be voted on. They're part of the midterms, yada, yada, yada. So, Dr. Oz's opponent is Democrat John Fetterman. And this man has never met a hoodie he didn't wear. <laughs> I love his hoodie game, got to gotta say. And John Fetterman's Instagram is glorious. Okay. I encourage everybody to check it out. You know, John Fetterman is what the what Jugmeet Singh hope pretends to be.
0: Yeah, I feel like John Fetterman's campaign generally has kind of been funny and lighthearted. And it's, I think it's a really great example of political communication.
1: And how the Democratic Party only like woke up to memes and yes. meme culture
0: yes and so they called them fetter memes <laughs> <laughs> and i think they oh they're good own, i think they own the the domain fetter memes.com oh good yeah
1: <laughs> gotta buy those domain names <laughs> <Seriously>. <laughs> you know what One of the f- ones like the first targeted attack email i got the first thing i did was huh i think it's time to buy my domain names
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I literally bought ericaeifel.com, ericaeifel.ca, and not notinmycolor.ca. Yeah, just so nobody else could make like a whole fucking web website meme page okay. about me. And they all redirect to notinmycolor.com.
0: Nice. Just yeah. a quick little side note to anyone listening, uh, and that is: make sure you buy your domain names. One and two, there are some prominent columnists in Canada who don't own their domains. So maybe you should buy those.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Not mine though, minor bot. <laughs> and dot net doesn't count. Okay. No. Anything that's dot net, I'm like, this is a scam. <laughs> <Mm-mm>. <laughs> so that's a little aside. Look at all the advice that the free advice. <laughs> Erin will always point out when we do things for free she's right um the same thing we said to David Moskrop look at all this free education you're getting (laughs) yeah listen behind every woke man are at least two women of color who have helped him to get there okay no who have not helped him who have taught him Mm. okay Mm -hmm. for free Mm -hmm. remember that
0: and the, the cost to us is being friends with David, <laughs> which
1: sometimes is a cost.
0: Love you, David. <laughs> but in order to get more of this analysis and uh, shitting on David, head to com. become a paid subscriber. I cannot emphasize this enough because people seem to think that becoming a free subscriber gets them access to the content. And I really just hate to tell you that that is absolutely not true. No,
1: it's not true. And if you're
0: wondering why I say this, I see the numbers. People sign up and they are like, that was a great episode. I'm going to become a subscriber and they're free and then they get nothing. But anyway, back to these two. Wait,
1: wait, 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 wait. Here's the other thing. The Podbean site is now an archive site. So it'll have a lot of our old stuff up to, I think, like from the beginning, you can mm-hmm. check those out, that out for, for previous stuff that we've talked about, especially the free stuff. And a lot of that stuff that we have talked about is coming up now. So in other words, usually we'll talk about trends that are happening months before they actually happen and we're good at it. Yeah. So I and- want to subscribe and gift a subscription because it's Scorpio
0: season. But actually, that's a great point to so like our previous podcast host, Podbean, that is now an archive site. If you used to go to badandbepod.podbean.com or whatever, there will be no further updates. So if you are, but if you listen to your podcast on Spotify or Apple podcasts, et cetera, and those kind of aggregate platforms, there's no disruption to your service. There you go. No disruption. Look how easy we made it. We did
1: all the hard work so that you would face no disruption. Exactly. Just saying. Because exactly. this is how we think for, about you. Oh, wait. I also want to announce that my birthday is November 1st. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And this is coming out on a Friday. So you all have time. It's a
0: Tuesday, people. And basically what she's saying is that as a present to her subscribe to the podcast.
1: That's exactly what I'm saying. If you want to get me a present, put your money down and subscribe to this pod.
0: All right, Erica, let's get a little bit deeper into why Dr. Oz is our misogynist of the week. And really it just comes down to one thing that Dr. like there are many things of course, but one thing specifically that Dr. Oz said at the Pennsylvania Senate debate the other night. And um, Roe v. Wade was overturned over the summer by the, Supreme, the U.S. Supreme Court. And that was a fucking nightmare. So all of these states have now enacted trigger laws or passed legislation to, on abortion, banning it outright or with ex, in extreme circumstances. You know, It's now become an issue for the midterms coming up on November 8th. On the issue of abortion in, in this debate between him and John Fetterman, Dr. Oz was you know, lamenting that as a doctor, he has been in conversations with women where they have wanted to have abortions and how it's just been a very tough decision for women. And that ultimately the issue of abortion should not be decided by lawmakers in Washington, but ultimately it should be decided between a woman, her physician, and local elected officials. <laughs> Your face right now. <laughs> I just, I just can't imagine saying that out loud in public. <laughs> like when, are, like it just like the, the image that it conveys to me is that um, there's like a woman kind of in like on the table with her knees up and her legs spread and the doctor's kind of off to the side and you've got all of these old white men Just like peering into her, like underneath. China? Yeah. You know? That's
1: disgusting. (laughs) That's like, that's a nightmare. You know what? That's Handmaid's Tale, let's be honest. I mean, it, it literally is. What Dr. Oz is describing is we want to bring Handmaid's Tale to Pennsylvania.
0: In what world is it okay for local elected officials? to make decisions about a woman's body. And you know,
1: they're assuming that those local elected officials are all men because that's the natural order of things. Right.
0: Of course. Of course. It's just very paternalistic and patriarchal.
1: Oh, Oh my gosh. Like what kills me is that in everywhere else, the relationship with the state is supposed to be like off. Like, in other yes. words, hands off, right? Except for our except for our body parts. Mm-hmm. Okay. And
0: well, actually, no, it's body parts and who we should and should not marry.
1: Yes, yes, exactly. I I was in a, a Twitter space on like this week, and I got the most illuminating, okay stuff on the reason these people are going after trans mm-hmm. kids and trans people it's the protection of the quote-unquote womb right so they don't want you know people who could be who could carry white babies it's all about white babies and the white race it so they don't, they don't want people who could have white babies to forego their "quote unquote biological duty." Right? Mm-hmm. And they and then the misogyny and the paternalism and the patriarchy comes in the other way. They don't want like somebody I was talking to somebody who was telling me that um somebody like that she knew was telling her Was parading this anti-trans bullshit about how he doesn't want little boys to have their dicks cut off, and I feel like that's part of what they think, and that's part of their hatred. It's all about white babies, and it's all about the masculinity of white men.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Period. Mm -hmm. So once you put it in that framework and that context, you're like, oh, I get it.
0: Yeah, and both of those things are are placeholders for power. What's that, Aaron? Both of those things are placeholders for power. Boom, boom, boom. There you go. So
1: I have a nice little timeline of Dr. Mehmet Oz.
0: Yeah, because I mean, you know, his his statement at the debate wasn't necessarily surprising. I think it was more more surprising that he actually said those words out loud. Yeah, like he didn't filter.
1: Yeah. I think that's what's, and I will bring up Oprah in a second.
0: Oh, 100%. Yeah, but I think it's important to kind of give a little bit of the the previous context and kind of the how we got here of it all.
1: So in 1982, Oz earned an undergraduate degree in biology from Harvard. By the way, these Ivy League schools have been producing some shit. Okay, I have questions. I don't think they're as good as they say because I don't know what they're churning out. I'm looking at you, University of Toronto, too. Okay. Then he went to University of Pennsylvania, where he graduated with a doctor of medicine and master and an MBA. Okay, that's that's exactly the problem right there. Listen, can we get all MBAs out of politics? Thank you. Apparently, this was his big breakout. During the 1996 World Series, cardiothoracic surgeon Eric Rose was tapped to perform a life-saving heart transplant surgery on retired MLB player Frank Torre with Dr. Oz serving as deputy surgeon. The highly publicized operation was successful, and a day after the surgery, Torre watched from... A hospital bed as his younger brother's MLB team, the Yankees, took home the championship. Now, I have a problem with media doing that in general, but that's an aside. Rose was briefly a hero, and by association, Oz was too. Rose said that it was his first big splash of publicity and he loved it. And therein was the beginning. So 2003, Columbia University whistleblowers alleged animal cruelty. Um, Allegations at Columbia University, where he was professor of surgery and director of the Cardiovascular Institute uh, at Columbia University Irving Medical Center. And so what happened was Oz served the role as principal investigator and his colleagues witnessed the Inhumane Treatment of Dogs in Lab Experiments Investigating Aspects of Heart Function. In his role as principal investigator, he left dogs in pain and paralyzed for weeks with no discernible research benefit before they were euthanized. In 2000, and 2004 was his first appearance on the Oprah Winfrey Show. and nine is when dr oz premiered of course with the help of harpo productions i think i think harpo produces or produced his dr oz show which tells me which is exactly why oprah's implicated so let me take let me take a break here i know there's been a lot like let's be honest oprah's friends i have questions about Mm mm-hmm who Oprah has platformed is a problem. And I've heard, I've heard people say, oh, you can't blame a black woman for, yeah, you can. And the reason you can is because A, Oprah makes money off of this. Yes. B, her production studio backs these people. Mm -hmm. And three, when are we going to start calling Oprah out for, for promoting platforming pseudoscience?
0: I mean, among other things, right? Like, I think that, it's important for, to def- differentiate that it's not necessarily criticizing Oprah's friends because like, listen, Gail King is great, but it's more than- We do love
1: a Gayle King, especially the in the she, face of R. Kelly.
0: Yes. But like, it's the people she platforms, the people she um, invests in monetarily. Right. And I think I, I don't, I can't really tell if it's because she thinks she's into that, like la-di-da frou-frou And stuff why are none of
1: them black? I just realized this. I'm thinking about Susie Orman, Dr. Oz, Dr. Phil. I'm sure there are others and none of, okay. Well, then there's a whole like James Fry thing. Actually, Maya Angelou is an exception.
0: Yeah, but they were already famous.
1: This is true. That's true. Okay. She's not 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 platforming Maya Angelou. You're right. She, because Maya Angelou was already famous. Mm -hmm. You're right. Okay. Got it go on.
0: Yeah. I just wonder if she like believes in this, like kind of hocus pocus stuff, or if she actually thinks that like these people will make her money in terms of like a capitalistic view or both.
1: Well, well black people from Oprah's generation really fucking believe in capitalism. They think it's their, like their, their savior. Like it will save them for them, from being black or from, from experiencing this world through a lens of blackness. And that's not true, because there are actually studies that show, especially as we're talking about the police and so on, that it doesn't matter what class you are, if you're Black, you're going to get stopped and you're going to get harassed by police. As an aside, I see that um, the Quebec Supreme Court has overturned um, the validity of random traffic stops because of the anti-Blackness of police, which should be a huge story. But it's Canada, and Canada does give a fuck about Black people. But anyway, so let's say the medical profession, even before he was given his own show, were like, um, no, they're against it. And don't tell me that Oprah didn't hear the, that from the medical profession. And if she didn't, then she should have checked this guy out. Right? And that's my problem. Harpo has all these resources. They couldn't check this guy out. And if they did, they were okay with it. I have problems. So now he's given a platform to to spread misinformation during a pandemic. That's my problem with Oprah. Okay, (laughs) 2015. Doctors call for Oz's firing from Columbia. After years of questionable medical claims airing on the Dr. Oz show, a group of doctors from various institutions called for his firing from Columbia University, where he continued to hold a high level role in the surgery department. Well, Columbia University has to take some has to take an L for this. okay? because and, you know, they kept him because he was popular. Of course. So here's the thing. Dr. Oz and his pseudoscience centers around nutrition and wellness. So he is part of the wellness industrial complex, which has been the source and the zenith of the distribution of misinformation around medicine, around health. Etc. For years, like, do we have to? You know what? I'm gonna call out Gwyneth Paltrow too and her fucking pseudoscience. Mm. Okay, Gwyneth Paltrow is getting away with one because she is also part of the problem with her fucking goop. Okay, when are we gonna call Gwyneth Paltrow out for her misinformation and for platforming this pseudoscience? And because nutrition and wellness are still so like under researched in medicine there is a huge opening for pseudo doctors and pseudo health practitioners and actual health practitioners to become grifters. And they're all grifters. Dr. Oz is just a big ass grifter. All so, enter Trump. Oh, God. 2016. Oz gave Trump airtime and what CNN suggested at the time was an attempt to boost popularity among female jerk voters. How two men talking about your body.
0: There's literally no one. I want to hear less talk about the woman's body than Donald Trump.
1: Okay. Him and it's green tea. And then. Dr. Oz and his green tea extract for, late, for weight loss and how it's a miracle cure. Pass. Okay. First of all, I didn't know weight gain was a disease for which there is a cure. Okay. So that's my first thing. Weight gain is not a disease.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now that Trump has entered, like a real disease, he never leaves. So Oz, Dr. Oz was endorsed by Trump for the Pennsylvania seat in the Senate. And so he narrowly won against, in a primary, against a Republican, his Republican- Challenger. Challenger, thank you. And, you know, became a a frequent guest on Sean Hannity. Now, do you remember this quote on Sean Hannity, Aaron? I just saw a nice piece in The Lancet arguing that the opening of schools may only cost us two or three percent in terms of total mortality and then called it a very
0: appetizing opportunity. That's what disgusting. it is. I just really like that we keep bringing up all of these very terrible people in this conversation. Every time you mention a new one, it's just like, <sighs>
1: Should we go to the crudite?
0: Oh, Jesus Christ.
1: <laughs> I didn't know salsa was part of a crudite
0: platter. I, yeah. Or avocado. Yeah, I mean, no, it definitely isn't. Oh uh, oh, let
1: me <laughs> the stage.
0: I also think it's... So basically what happened is like it was late summer when this video that Dr. Oz had actually filmed Earlier this past spring, Resurface, where Dr. Oz was in a grocery store that he incorrectly named because he doesn't live in Pennsylvania and he is a resident of New Jersey, saying that he was there to create a crudite platter at the request of his wife. And, oh, my God, it's so expensive to create a crudite platter. He bought a whole bunch of things for $30 but he also bought the wrong things and like, well, that's why it costs $30. One. Yeah. One, one, he bought like salsa and avocado and things like that. And two, he also just like bought like the worst options of the things.
1: The other thing too, is that does he understand that vegetables are mostly paid for by weight? (laughs) So the broccoli is not $2 Oz. It's $2 a pound. Yeah. And that's not a pound in your hand. So mm-hmm. it's not going to cost you $2. But people who don't fucking grocery shop would know that. Yeah. And then blames Biden for it. For what? You can't make your crudite because that's what we're all eating? Your veggie platter, okay? <laughs> Do you think steel mill people in Pennsylvania are like, got to make that crudite.
0: Oh, it's. I was actually really funny that so many people on podcasts and on Twitter we're like, I just learned what a crudite was. Meanwhile, in my head, I was just thinking, my friend asked me to bring crudite all the time. And so I had to do a search in my iMessages. Yeah. I'm like, crudite, crudite. <laughs> it came up like four times.
1: I'm like, listen, you know who loves crudites? Fucking public service. Anytime they have an event is a crudite. And I was, i just like, But these are just like it's just celery and like carrots and the crudité platter was my favorite or crudité veggie platter was my Mm -hmm. favorite Mm -hmm. because I was like, that's per pound. That's not a pound. So you're actually getting a lot of broccoli. (laughs) Also, I'm guessing that you won't use that whole bag of jumbo carrots that are $4.
0: Buy a bag of the mini carrots. That's the better option. But again, people who don't grocery shop don't know these things. And it isn't even necessarily because it's cheaper. It's because it is more economical in terms of, like, food waste. Oh, exactly. Now, here, like,
1: I'm just like, okay, does everybody know that you buy this stuff for more than one meal? I feel like that was missing, too. There's a lot that was just wrong, okay? And I'm like, why are you not? I I, When he's like, oh, the salsa is $6. The salsa was $5. Or was it four? I think it was four or $5. So he can't even, he can't even think. I'm just like, why would I buy
0: salsa? Also, when when was the last time that man ate salsa with a fucking carrot? I just don't think that's a good combination. No, it's not. But like, where's the logic, the logic? Like he just grabbed the first thing he saw and without thinking carrots, salsa, yes, they absolutely go together instead of being like, oh, what do I dip my carrot in? Dip. Ranch dressing.
1: Here's the other thing. Like, I'm just like, like you can make a dip.
0: The fact, yeah, again, this goes back to like shitty political communications, but like the fact that the campaign was like, you know what? We should absolutely put this out onto the internet.
1: Yeah. On top of that, apparently Fetterman is out raising Dr. Oz by like one to nine or something like that. Or is it one to six? Something like that. Anyway, Fetterman has like, Dr. Oz raised like a million dollars and Fetterman raised like six, at least
0: six times that much. Over the summer, not recently.
1: No, over the summer. Probably because also of the abortion ban. I'm guessing that that's helped. This is, but this is what makes it such misogyny is that if you think of weight loss, nutrition, et cetera. That is mainly a women's domain, mm-hmm. and women are pummeled with ads and and you know promises and you know you're not good enough unless you're thin and et cetera et cetera et cetera. And the fact that he is using that to further his brand through misinformation is exactly misogyny
0: well and it's also just like really shitty because john fetterman had a stroke earlier this year and couldn't campaign for a couple months and is since suffering some auditory comprehension issues and like speech issues and dr Oz has just been on the campaign trail being like well john fetterman should have eaten more vegetables he wouldn't have had a stroke are you fucking kidding yeah, it's a fucking, this is garbage, this ableist garbage that is untrue. Wow. Wow. All of this to say that as of recording, it is basically a toss-up in the, the race for the U.S. Senate seat in Pennsylvania, and it could go either way, mostly because the the spotlight on Roe has kind of faded and the economy is and inflation are kind of just coming to the fore. And I just think that that makes sense, but like the issue of abortion is still so important because president Biden has said that if they can keep the Senate, then the Democrats will pass abortion legislation to enshrine the right.
1: Yeah unfortunately look i understand the criticism of the democrats i i i am the first to criticize them well one of but at the same fit th- at the same time there is there's a reason you know there are there's stark there's a stark reason to get out and vote unfortunately and then you could hold those fuckers to account
0: yeah it's just so bad the misogyny in this U.S. election campaign has just been very very aggressive yes very stressful and I'm glad that I don't have to live in that world well just wait well on that uplifting note I didn't
1: listen people this this is what irritates me about you know just people in Canada in general they always want you to like fluff their feathers and make them feel better by optimism fuck your optimism Mm. Shit is going bad. What are we going to do about it? Mm-hmm. And I'm a pretty hopeful person.
0: <laughs> the irony of it all.
1: I know. But I also know the truth. We're fucked. Now support Bad and <laughs>
0: <laughs> So head over to batandbitchy.com to become a paid subscriber to access all of our shenanigans and the back catalog and access show notes that Erica works so diligently on. I fucking work on those. All right, Erica, I will see you later this week for our episode next week about the Ottawa election.
1: Oh, yes. So that'll be a fun one. Yay.
0: All right. (laughs) All right. Bye. Bye.